SEC tournament across the street. Greg Pug, John Burton Show, Pat and Cook back in the Strike and Spare Family Fund at Center Studios yesterday. Tennessee with a 70 to 55 win over Ole Miss. They play Missouri around 2:30 this afternoon. Uh, Josiah Jordan James. Uh, 20 threes was uh, 20 points, making threes, looking good. Vescovy uh, as well. Uh, so, good win yesterday for the Vols. Ryan Callahan, Go Vols 24-7 with us. Ryan, good morning. How you doing, man? What's up, Ryan? Hey, doing well. How are you guys? Doing well. Um, you know, we mentioned, uh, you know, the fact that uh, Triple J had 20 yesterday, Vescovy 15, but I really thought the defense in the second half told the, uh, told the story of this game. What say you? Yeah, I, I would agree. The uh, you know that we've said all along that that's this team's calling card. It's been obvious this is an elite defensive team, and you know that's that's the, the thing that can separate them uh, on on certain days. And, and you're not going to be able to play that style and, and and clamp down on every single team you play. And they'll they'll face a team today that I think will test them in that way. Certainly did earlier this season. But but yeah, that that was a good game for them to to kind of remind themselves. Uh, that that's who they are and, and get back to what they do best, uh, which is play, play strong defense. And as you said, they got what they needed out of Josiah Jordan-James, Santiago Vascovi in that game. That, that's going to be a key for, for them going forward, especially without the Kai Ziegler. But, um, but, yeah, if they keep playing defense like that, they're going to have a chance to, to win a lot of games in the postseason. So uh, I, I think that that was a good way for them to start uh, this, this postseason, what they're hoping will be a postseason run. Um, by by sort of having that type of performance on defense and uh, and getting enough offense from the from that that supporting cast around Vescovy that's been so hit and miss throughout the season. Well, in in going against the just the traditional man to man that Rick Barnes plays, they went to a two three zone against Ole Miss, and Ole Miss was pretty much having its way offensively that first ten fifteen minutes. And when they went to something uncharacteristic for them, a 2-3 zone, it really disrupted Ole Miss. And that's where the separation came with that, you know, what they did defensively. Then they, you know, once they got the lead, they held on to it. And then that's going to be fascinating to see how, how much they're willing to, to stick with that. That's been a, a criticism of Rick Barnes at, at times that he's, um, that he's not willing to, to change that up in a lot of situations. So, um, it, interesting curveball there that they that they threw at Ole Miss, and uh, you know we'll, we'll see if it's something that they uh, lean on much going forward, or just something that was sort of a one-time uh, matchup deal. But uh, they, they do um, they they don't rely on that a whole lot, and, and that's something that that Tennessee is you know they they rely on their man-to-man defense and defensive intensity, getting pressure on the ball, and they uh, they, they typically do a good job with that. But um, but yeah, that that was an interesting. Uh, change up to see there, and we'll, we'll see if we see that moving forward at all. Right. Realistically, how far can this team go without Ziggler? This is, this is a twofold question. How far can this team go without Ziggler, and who becomes the go-to guy offensively now? Is it Triple J in your mind? You know, I I, I still think this this team kind of goes as, as Santiago Vescovi goes. I, mm. I, you know, he's always been kind of the, the the go-to guy in this offense. He, he's He's not been um, just a, an elite, elite shooter consistently enough for them to, to say he's going to go out there and score 20 every game, but he's a guy that can score uh, 15 or more most games, and, and, and the, the offense is going to continue to have to flow through him. I think he's the guy that's going to draw the most attention uh, from opposing defenses. But I think what you saw yesterday is, is how Tennessee can exploit that, and that's 
know, they, they didn't uh, – I've, I've heard some people since the Ziegler injury say they, they need to just force the ball to Vescovy, get more shots from him uh, mm. because he is their best shooter. And, and without Ziegler, uh, that, that's, that's just more touches for him and, and everything needs to flow through him. Uh, but yesterday they showed they didn't force it. He, he didn't he didn't force a bunch of extra shots, and, and that resulted in more opportunities for Josiah Jordan-James. And, and we've seen that from him at times, that he can be uh, that, that big scorer. So it it might be a little bit of uh, you know sharing the sharing the wealth depending on the matchup and depending on how teams defend him. Uh, but it does feel like you know th- things are going to have to start with Vescovy, and, and if, if you know if he can rely on uh, the teammates around him like he did yesterday, and, and they can help him when, when opportunities present themselves, and he distributes the ball the, the way he's capable of doing from the from the two position, that they can be a very good uh, offense flowing through him. Uh, just sort of depending on the matchups and how teams are playing him. Uh, but I, I think it starts with Vescovy. You know, we, we talked about it earlier in the season when he missed some free throws in some key spots. They're going to need him to hit some free throws in some tight games probably. They're going to need him to knock down some shots in key spots too. So I, feel, I still think it starts with him. Uh, but it, this team's shown it's, it's capable of having someone different step forward in, in a lot of different games. You know, Olivier Kamwa might be the guy from, from one game to the next that has to – to step forward. You just don't know with this team, but Vescovy is the one guy that I feel like they can really count on uh, to be a consistent scoring threat any day. But in my mind, Josiah Jordan James need like he did yesterday. Vescovy is going to get his. He's pretty solid in that production, 15 to 20 points, just about every game and everything you say and the attention that he draws. But Triple J, in my mind, is the only one, uh, on, maybe Kwamwa as well, but certainly James is the only one who can really just take over offensively a, a, a part of a game, and I think that's what they need him to do. He is – I'd like to have seen him be healthy all year long because yeah. he's that kind of player that can really exert himself offensively because of just his athleticism and his scoring ability. And what I liked yesterday, guys, was the fact that he was really aggressive getting, yes. getting to the basket. Mm-hmm. Like, he was forcing the issue yesterday. And shot 11-3. That, that obviously stood out to me, uh, him being willing to take the shots. Uh, you know, he, he's, he's certainly willing to shoot, but that was an unusual uh, shot volume for him from the perimeter. Uh, we, we've seen him have that type of game before, had a really nice game uh, against Auburn earlier this year in a game where Tennessee otherwise went cold. So he is, he is capable of doing that. I, I, uh, it will be interesting to see if one game to the next, if he can keep that up, if that's um, if that's sort of a one-off for him, or if he's going to uh, going to be more of the the you know ten eleven point guy that we've seen in a lot of games recently. Um, so I, I think he I think you you guys are right. That's that's a uh, a big potential development for Tennessee if if that can be the Josiah Jordan James that we see uh, on a daily basis going into tournament play. Um, that they they've got a chance to to develop some scoring depth if they can count on him as kind of that second guy to help out Vescovy. It's just I, I, I do think that sort of might be a matchup thing, though. At least that's what we've seen from him so far. Or maybe he is just getting into the swing of things now after missing some time earlier this year. But, but no question, he, he was a difference maker yesterday. If they can get any sort of similar effort out of him like that going forward, it's going to be a much better Tennessee offense because they, they do need that second legitimate scoring threat to emerge consistently. You know, at times it's been Kamwa. It, uh, obviously, for most of the season, it was Ziggler. If, if Josiah Jordan-James can pick up the slack, that gives Tennessee a much better chance of having a well-rounded offense that can, uh, that can keep up with teams that actually can score some points. Ryan, most of the bracket experts say no matter what happens this weekend, 
Tennessee's pretty much locked into that three line. Do you agree with that? I, I think after the win yesterday, I, I would agree with that. I, I, for, first of all, we saw last year, you know, Tennessee fans certainly are, are taking a skeptical approach to <laughs> any possibility of upward trajectory for them. After last year, they won the SEC tournament and didn't really see any benefit from it on Selection Sunday that we could tell. Um, so we'll, we'll we'll see if that's different this year, if Tennessee can make a run. But there's certainly no reason to think that they're likely to play themselves into a two-seed uh, with a strong showing this weekend. But I, I think they just needed to avoid a catastrophe in the SEC tournament to, to preserve that three-seed. So I think the win yesterday probably locks them in there as a pretty safe pick. That, that being said, there are always some surprises on Selection Sunday. You never know if uh, one team or the other is going to be the one that gets that kind of surprise. But uh, there are plenty of examples in the past. You know, if anyone's worried about uh, the, the Ziegler injury, uh, knocking Tennessee down a peg, plenty of examples in the past of teams not being docked very much for an injury like that. You're certainly not going to have many games to go on for, for the selection committee to judge Tennessee any differently. And, you know, all, all we've seen really so far is a close loss to Auburn and, and, and a win uh, against Ole Miss. Uh, so unless Tennessee just, you know, completely gets blown out by Missouri or something like that, I, I don't see any justification for the selection committee to, to really drop Tennessee based on the, the injury to Ziegler. And their resume certainly would warrant, I think, a three seed based on what they've done so far. So that's my guess right now. Now yeah, they have I- a win under their belt. But we'll see. I thought they're three seed, whether they win or lose. The one thing Lee Fowler we had on yesterday, the former NC State AD, who used to be the chairman of the uh, basketball committee, and that the Joe Lenardi thing is that the people, well, you win, you move up, and you lose, you move down, and all that. That's all for show. That's all for television. Right now, they're in that room. They pretty much know everybody. Let's take, for example, Conference USA. If FAU doesn't win it, they're probably an at-large because of their Nets top 20. So those are the decisions they make. They go into this thing very rarely do teams play themselves up or down in the postseason, which I think is a huge misnomer of ever, so much emphasis being put on right now. Maybe maybe six or seven, eight spots. Everything else is pretty much set. Yeah, and, I, and you know, again, I think what, what Tennessee did last year kind of reflects that. You know, <laughs> that was a – that was a Tennessee team that a lot of people thought was maybe in position to play itself up uh, into an even higher seed and, and didn't really seem to move at all by winning the SEC tournament and, and finishing strong. So, so yeah, to your point, I mean, they, they've got so many other things that have to move around, um, you know, from, from upsets of teams that are, uh, that, that are likely to make the tournament as an at-large team, not getting that automatic bid that forces them to, to move someone else off the bubble. You know, those are the decisions they're wrestling with more in these final few days not so much whether Tennessee is a three or a two or a three or a four. So, yeah, I, I would tend to agree. And, 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 again, I just think Tennessee needed to avoid – they just needed to put themselves off the, off the discussion point of, of, of Ziegler and that injury possibly changing Tennessee. I just thought if there, if there was maybe a possibility uh, of Tennessee being talked down to a, to a four seed or something like that as a result of the Ziegler injury, yesterday kind of probably took that off the table because they at least have – a pretty solid win there over an Ole Miss team that they should have beaten by a comfortable margin, and they obviously did in a pretty solid performance. Ryan Callahan, Go Vols 24-7. Ryan, thank you. We will talk to you next Friday, uh, a week from Monday, spring football, right? That's right. Uh, Yeah, just 10 days away from the first spring practice and all kinds of fun. Baseball baseball getting getting interesting too, uh, getting into SEC play soon. So fun time of year. 
Yeah, Vanderbilt, uh, another Tennessee with Moorhead State this weekend coming in. Hey, thank you, Ryan. Appreciate it, buddy. Thanks, Ryan. Absolutely. Thanks, guys.